is episode 37. Coming at you live and loud. Well, sort of live. Practically live. Somewhat live. It's episode 37. It's Project FIA Goes PC. I'm going to give the Project FIA Goes PC only because this tags along to our filming day. But if you're our usual listeners, you're expecting me to say it's episode 37 of FIA Goes PC. I'm your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale. And with me, as per usual, is our producer, Winifred. Say hello. Hello. And also, by infamy and general film dictatorship, and because he's contracted, and we own his soul, as well as his eel, his salmon, and other fish, this is the Unicorn Slayer, a.k.a. Pete. Say hello. Hello. What an intro. I know. Yeah, it's a bit fishy, that intro, <laughs> if I'm honest. But there you go. So we're all here. We've had a hell of a day. We've been filming probably for 10 hours. Solid. Roughly-ish. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Somewhat like that. We've been doing a lot of traveling. We've actually been to an island and back. Not island. That would have been a longer day. That would have been a very long day. That would have been. And we would have doubled our day because we would have been in Dublin, which you double everything in Dublin, don't you? Hi to Ireland, if you're listening. Uh, and also, big shout out to California. We've had some uh, really cool listeners coming in from Mountain View and uh, View of a Mountain. Is that where the places. Is? It is. Mountain View, yeah. Very, it's an unusual California-known version of Jew in the morning. <laughs> uh, or do. Mm. If you've got a date. Mountain Dew. Exactly. Do date. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 There you go. Little jingle. Uh, so if you're listening in California, hi, how are you doing? We love you. Uh, obviously, it's kind of my third home. This is my second. I've got a lot of homes. Jeez, I'm passed around an awful lot. I'm like an army baby, which means I was in the military at a young age. Obviously, that's what it means. So here we are. We've had, a, like I said, we've had a very busy day. We've been to Hong Kong Island. We had to, and this is the sad part, this is kind of a sobering moment. We had to film today because of all the uh, protest situation. We have discussed that. We've wrapped that up. We've said what we thought. We're not going to drag it out. But it is obviously hard to elect today when it's pretty much safe for us to go to the island, especially cameras and stuff like this, because everyone might think we're international press. We do look the part, don't we, Pete? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we definitely do. Especially with the accents. Yes, but and the fact that we look puzzled about everything we Mm. see. Uh, which is pre- pretty much the job of a journalist. And especially with what is on our uh, T-shirts, which I won't give away. No, no, no. Because you you'll see it on the show. But most, um, most of it's headlines, isn't it? Yeah, they definitely point us out as foreign reporters, don't they? They do. Well, we've had, this is now, today we've had our three security checks mm-hmm. whilst filming. Uh, this is our third one. Uh, we had one a wee while ago. This is the third time because we were filming in some very amazing areas. Now, we're not going to tell you anything about narrative, but we will say where we've been today. We've been and done the Star Ferry, mm-hmm. which is a ferry only for stars, as you know, uh, if you're in Hong Kong. Uh, exclusively a celebrity ferry. So Bruce Willis was on there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, who else was there? Um, not Bruce Lee. He's been absent for quite a long time. Uh, but I think I think Margaret from Liverpool was on there. Margaret from Liverpool, yeah. She's a very famous yeah. celebrity. Um, who's that? I don't know. Reader's uh, Wife of the Year, 1983. Oh, there you go. And uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Morgan Notzer Freeman, he was there. But yeah, we've had a good day. Uh, so we, we took the staff ferry, what seems like 12 lifetimes ago, started <laughs> off in a cultural centre, mm-hmm. hit, hit me up me uh, daily Starbucks. I don't know if anyone knows Starbucks, but it's a coffee branch. 
<laughs> now, you might be familiar with it uh, if you're in America. Um, there's quite a few there, I've been told. Definitely a few in Angleterre, England, if you're French. And also <laughs> some in uh, Spain and uh, I believe Tunisia, which, as we all know, and we've said quite often, is near Scotland. But we came out of the cultural centre feeling culturally centred, didn't we, Pete? I felt very culturally centred. I think you just probably felt a bit high from the caffeine. Probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, it has the same effect on you, doesn't it? It does. It does have the same effect as culturally centering one. Yes. Yes. But that is basically the centre of all culture. But we know it in England as a theatre, believe it or not. So, uh, theatre, if you're very posh and wrong. So, basically, we started our day at Starbucks, went on the Star Ferry. Obviously, that goes to the island. Not island, but the island, Hong Kong Island, which is, you know, predominantly Hong Kong is named after the island so we were on the island and we we did a few fun things and we we went to maxims got ourselves uh some mid-morning snackaroonies which was more like two o'clock in the afternoon but hey ho it was actually four there you go it was yeah. four o'clock in the afternoon because we had filmed at the ifc which is what win what does ifc stand for international finance center oh there you go international mm. finance center which of course in most countries is literally where you do all your banking or bankers work, or lawyers work, or something like this. You know, your finance centre. But in Hong Kong, there's a massive mall attached to it. Two, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny, because if you're in finance, and you're looking for a way to spend your finance... That the is IFC, a very good place to do yeah, it. Yeah, the IFC has yeah. everything you could ever want. Including Dr Pepper. Including Dr Pepper. Which, I've got to be honest... When you're in Hong Kong and you used to, we, we talked about this briefly, but the 7-Eleven or Circle K choices or anything in between, mostly Coke, Sprite, Fanta, that's about it. Yeah. But the, the uh, City Super in the IFC and most City Supers in Hong Kong, they import everything from everywhere. But that is essentially the Hong Kong version of Harrods. Pretty much. Or so, Whole Foods, yeah. if you're in America, yeah. If you're rich, said. that's where you go shopping. More like Bristol Farms, actually. More like Bristol Farms, which you wouldn't know. But that's... A super luxurious mm -hmm. uh, supermarket in California. Well, Hollywood. Yeah, mm -hmm. just got to put it out there because it's where Drew Barrymore shops. We hung out with her at the shopping whilst shopping there. Uh, did she know that you were hanging out with her? Uh, she did when uh, I stepped on her feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a very small person, Drew Barrymore. But she, I can tell you what she bought stuff from a deli. And she knew everyone there. It was fantastic. I think we've mentioned this before in episode one. Actually, that's we have. So, yes, uh, nod to Drew Barrymore and Bristol Farms. Why Bristol Farms? I don't know. Maybe a guy from Bristol who had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, <laughs> turned up there in Hollywood and thought, you know what? Uh, I don't want to be an actor. I want to set up a very expensive supermarket right here in uh, the middle of Hollywood. Is he the same guy that then went to England and set up a pub in Selyoke? Probably. Yeah, and, the Bristol uh, sold, sold pears at the pub. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Cider. Did he take the pears from the supermarket and sell them in England? Well, that's. I think that's the origins. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they made pear cider. And mm -hmm. then set the entire franchise around that of the franchise of one. Yes. That's <laughs> only in Celio. There we go. Bristol Shout Road. out to the Bristol pair. There you go. So uh, <laughs> nod back to our homelands and uh, both homelands for me uh, and basically mm. moving along. So, yeah, we, we went there and obviously we got our Dr. Pepper. We could have got our Iron Brew. Uh, for if you've got Scottish. no taste buds. Oh, no, you can't knock Iron Brew, uh, especially if you're from Scotland. It's basically a national beverage and mm. I appreciate it. It's very good. Uh, it's the colour of most people's hair there, uh, which is bright orange. Um, and I love Scottish people. I've said that enough. Uh, they're great people. Well, I'm sure I'll probably get fact-checked on this one at some point. 
but I believe it's one of only two countries in the world where Coca-Cola isn't the highest selling soft drink. Mm. Absolutely. And I'll tell you you another another bit of trivia. The only reason that they shot a scene from the last Avengers movie, or the penultimate Avengers movie, because I believe it was Infinity War, in Glasgow, was because they thought they could sort of have a tie-in with Tony Stark, because Iron Man likes Iron Brew, obviously. (laughs) There you go, nod to uh, all the Scottish Avengers fans. But anyway, moving on. So we did that, and then we shot a, a really good scene. We spent a while at the IFC, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, before moving along to the very famous, probably the first on the list of tourist attractions in Hong Kong, Victoria Peak, mm-hmm. and we went via the tram. Yes. And how was that? That's different from the tram to Wolverhampton, isn't it, Pete? <laughs> it's slightly different, yeah. I mean, um, the tram to Wolverhampton, it feels like you're at 70 degrees, but that's normally because you're drunk. Whereas the one that we were on was it was almost vertical. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a good chunk of it, probably yeah. a third of it that you're pretty much lying down. For. Yeah. This is a tram, kids, that goes exactly up a mountain. It's like a vernacular railway if you're in England. Or you've got a good vocabulary. Oh yes, exactly. Uh, vernacular <laughs> is also a condition that you can get for staring at screens too long. So don't do it, kids. <laughs> um, moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Haven't you heard of that? Yeah. No one has, because it's a bold and blatant lie. But anyway, we went on a tramp up a mountain, which is normal, I suppose, <laughs> in some places of the world. Yep. And as I said to Pete, my first memory, I might have said this before somewhere down the line, but my first memory of that trip was when uh, Final Fantasy VII had come out. I think I mentioned this before to Shaq when he was on the podcast, Urban Oracle, nod and a shout out. But basically, it reminds me so much of the Sky uh, theme park. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain someone from Japan who works at Square Enix went there. <laughs> Squaresoft back in those days, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was Square Enix. I know, I don't know. So many time in the comments that no one ever gives us. Um, <laughs> but basically, I believe that that guy must have seen that and thought, mm. yeah, there you go. That's that's basically my inspiration to put a theme park in the sky. Because back in those days, they had a roller coaster. But a lot's changed there now. They're doing a lot more stuff, including something that we can't really throw out there that opens on October the 26th. Mm-hmm. We'll be in Japan, unfortunately. We can't really mention it. But if you guys look it up, you know, at the grand opening of this place, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we can't say what it's called. You will see something very important opening up. It is up. a world first. It is a world first. Mm-hmm. Not a world second, not a world third, but a world first. According to the Unicorn Slayer, I think you're right. Yeah, it's been on the air, uh, the billboards around town. Yeah, it's a confusing thing, because I'm not sure. We're not quite sure what's actually going to be yeah, in there, are we? it almost looks like an installation museum. There's interactive exhibits. Yeah. I saw that bit, but apart from that... Yeah, because we wanted it to be something where we're not going to give it away, mm. but we wanted it to be a literal, real-life version mm. of what it is selling. And if you saw that, it'd be amazing. But we figured out that if that's true... It would Only take about six people would yeah. be in there. It would be like and it would take a very very long it would time. Be three people per day, yeah. I believe. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we can't really say too much uh, about that apart from it's Monopoly and it's called Monopoly <laughs> Dream. We can't say anything more about it, but it's a real life Monopoly exhibit. Okay, we can't say it. We can't tell you what it is. No, no, no. Um, Not but at all. A good hint would be that. All right, but it was cool because actually the shop adjacent sold versions of Monopoly I've never ever seen in my life. Yeah, they had the uh, the, the the theft one, didn't they? The cheating, the one. cheating one. That's yeah. the one which does seem cool. 
The Monopoly for Millennials. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that was funny. Have Where you don't actually that? have any money to spend. No, just experience Just experience points, points yeah. And uh, what was the one with the uh, the talking banker? So oh, it was voice activated. Voice activated, Monopoly. yeah. So you actually yeah. talk to the bank. Basically like playing it with uh, Siri. Yeah. Monopoly with Siri, your mate. I've mates. seen one with credit cards. Yeah, yes, that, that, so I used that, to have that. Yeah. Was that the Simpsons one? No, I think it was just a finance one where it was more modern and you had a credit card pack. The Simpsons one was just, as far as my one mm. was, uh, it was just the version of the game, but with Simpsons theme stuff. And they had a Pirates of the Caribbean one as well, which we had for a brief while. But there was a Game of Thrones one and there was a Hong Kong native one. There's also a Birmingham one. Yeah, there is, of course, and Liverpool mm-hmm. and many cities around the UK, uh, some that I will not mention. And a, probably a Wolverhampton one, probably somewhere. Maybe. I highly doubt that. Oh, I don't know. It's possible. There's a Cabris one. Is there? Yeah. There's a Redditch one. There is a Redditch, Redditch one. Monopoly? Yeah. yeah. Has that had about three sales, has it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, you've really got to know Redditch, mm-hmm. because some of the places in that I've never heard of, <laughs> especially what is, you know, the London, which is our default, mm-hmm. which is Park Lane Mayfair. I have no idea what the Redditch version of Park Lane and Mayfair is. They'd probably go for 20 quid, though. Yeah, yeah. Or or you actually have... To, it, might, it might be a version of the cheating one where they give you the properties because no one wants to buy them. Mm. They're that rough. Not not that Redditch is bad. I wonder if a town can actually ask Monopoly to like do a version for them. Like, request it. Well, if Monopoly you know? wants to get in touch and let us know. We'll create a town for you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I created a digital version because we got the yep. game uh, on a PlayStation 4. I created the digital FIA board, which is very good. Yeah. Indeed. I'm taking all proceeds. So if I ever sell it as a legit thing... And you did smash me on the one go we've had? I did, yeah. Well, I've never touched wood. Lost. Theoretically. <laughs> I've drawn, but never lost. So, yeah. So that's enough about uh, Monopoly, because that's uh, ruining everything. But there you go. So um, after we went to what was pretty much an unopened attraction, we were really excited as well, weren't we, to go there? And yeah, we, we were, actually, yeah. We'd probably be the first one. We didn't even realise it was up there, did we? We didn't. And then we, we spotted it. Yeah, we did. We spotted <laughs> it from a sniper position up yeah. in the sky, uh, which was very nice. Uh, yeah, we, we're very professional at, at seeing things. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah. Now, what's interesting about that, though, is it was kind of a thing that they would let you go in. It's not officially open to the public, but you could go in and have a look at all of the stuff without it being kind of active for a set amount anyway, mm-hmm. which uh, we debated, but we thought, nah, we'll do something a lot better, which is what you see. Mm-hmm. And the thing, but they did give you free popcorn, didn't they? Yeah. They were closing shop and they just offered us free popcorn. Yeah, they were cool people. <laughs> yeah. Very cool people. So props to, if you're on Victoria Peak, uh, the back mall, I forget what it's called. It's something different. Galleria. There Peak you go. Peak Galleria. The Peak Galleria. I should have known that. Everything up there is quite elitist isn't mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it's the peak of <laughs> something bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the peak of the something <laughs> the peak of the week but basically in that place just a nod to everyone who, who's working at a monopoly dream experience or whatever it's called mm-hmm. thanks guys thanks for letting us uh, do our stupidity there mm-hmm. it was very cool but we did see a weird korean coffee shop on a way out oh is that i've the, never heard of it before. arabica it's sort of like percentage arabica something like about me back in something Back, back them down or what? something. Back eng down or something. Anyway, sorry. You've lost me there. Everyone in Seoul in South Korea, please forgive me. I've been filming for 11 hours. Can't speak your language. Sorry. But it looked amazing. It looked like a classic kind of old school dynasty career almost. The chairs are really cool. Yeah, really cool. Nice setup. 
Very cool place. And then right above that, Starbucks. Again, yeah. if you've never heard of Starbucks, <laughs> sales coffee. Uh, originated in Seattle, long story, but it's now everywhere on the planet. And it's literally. Yeah, and it's more expensive than Pete's average pint of beer. It really is. Crystal Pear Sally. Oh, no. Yeah. It's amazing. It's craft coffee, mm-hmm. but not. It's more like industrial. It's just expensive coffee. Very and most of that's syrups that isn't actually yeah. coffee. So there you go. But Starbucks, my official sponsor, thank you, since uh, probably 2000, circa 2001. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, sorry, the producer just sighed there because she's fed up with me and Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been cool, man. I, I Really interested in what you thought of the peak. Because obviously I've been there many a time. And I've got my own memories, which take me back to when I was 15 years old. But what, what was your thoughts there, Pete? The views are absolutely incredible. Because we went right up to the, the highest point we could go to. Yeah. Um, couldn't film up there, unfortunately. Yeah. But well, yeah. they had security everywhere. Yes. And the reason for it wasn't what we initially thought because of everything that's going on. It's actually because they've got their own photographer mm-hmm. groups that yeah. you have to pay an immense amount for and this i'm just saying this for any tourists in hong kong if you do go to the victoria peak and you go to was it a sky view yeah or something they call it they do come with their own photographers so you can use your phones and stuff like this but obviously it's set up for pro photography if you do what we try to do they won't like it Mm. so we thought we'll we'll respect them and uh, we just filmed an opus. We filmed six-part TV drama up there instead of what we were planning to do. Yeah, nice little murder mystery just to... Yeah, yeah, very much a murder mystery. Uh, because it was a mystery that someone was murdered, even to us. But yeah. I, did, I did like the fact that we went over the other side of the platform, we could see Stanley Harbour. Mm-hmm. That was kind of amazing, actually, because we uh, we were going to go there. But it's it, you know it's just hard to plan everything for the island. But it's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's incredible just how high you are yeah gonna take a pause because wind's doing weird stuff what is that now i'm just gonna say to all the viewers at home often our producer runs low on battery and she makes that noise you've heard a <laughs> couple of bling blings need to plug winning yeah yeah she's it's time for a charge <laughs> yeah she has done uh, uh she's done us proud today she's mm. basically been carrying Everything, and she's even carried over people stuff, which I thought was above and beyond. But we realised, folks, that she's not actually carrying equipment. She's trying to balance by insulting how big our girth is. <laughs> we realised this was a counterweight opportunity. Wynne is sympathetically trying to weigh as much as Pete and I <laughs> possibly combined by carrying so many things. Oh, she's back now. I'm back. Uh, yeah. Your battery's yeah. charged. Yeah. You're all ready to go. So you'll say more to our listeners. Very good. So yeah, like the views are good. Um, yeah, and it's it's mad just how high you are. It because is because we were we were literally level with the top of most of Hong Kong's tallest buildings. Yeah, well beyond I think beyond. Yeah, but basically from the peak is scaling over everything. Mm. There is, however, taller areas on the mountain range. Yeah, yeah. There, where you, I mean, you are talking thirty-two million dollar houses mm-hmm. and, and as such in pounds, not in uh, monopoly money. Now that we're talking it. Uh, No one really accepts that, I found. Which is a shame, because I've got a lot of it. Uh, But there you go. So you enjoyed it. It was good. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. What was probably the the views be the best element of it? Or did you uh, enjoy Burger King? Burger King's just Burger King. Yes, but what a place to be a Burger King. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? What a view as well you get from uh, 
from the what, you windows. eating your Whopper? Absolutely. That was a fantastic view. Honestly, that was. it's probably the best view of the day. And that, that is a burger to anybody who thinks I'm saying something dodgy. A Whopper, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just telling lies, obviously, <laughs> all the time. I guess burger, I don't eat anything. I just tell Whoppers. Yeah. There you go, yeah. But they're flame-grilled. Flame-grilled Whoppers. They are very, yeah. very much. And uh, according to their uh, shtick there, I've never seen this anywhere in the world, not even in England, definitely not in America, but I like to tell you that they serve real food and they chop it themselves. Yes, they do, yeah. Never seen that before. Have you seen that before? No, it's got real, real grill marks on the it burgers. Does, yeah, they, they like to sell the real grill yeah. marks. Yeah. Did you check your burger? Um, I Well, I didn't because no. I was too hungry, so I just ate it. <laughs> yeah, same here, actually. Not really bothered. I mean, you know, whatever. Don't really have a high expectation, but I do like it. It was only one TV that told us that. One TV. Not, not a board, not a shiny little sign. A TV. Mm-hmm. And it was a repeated commercial that went on for hours. So, yes. Also, nice to point out uh, a nod to one of our favorite chefs in the world, Gordon Ramsay, who has a restaurant right opposite Burger King. Do anyone remember what it was called? It was called something... Bread Street? Bread Street. Mm -hmm, Because I thought it said Broad Street. Kitchen. Bread Street Kitchen. So, if you're in Hong Kong and you want to go to Gordon Ramsay's Hong Kong restaurant, it's on top of the peak, and it's Bread Street Kitchen. If I remember correctly, it used to be in Soho. It used to be like in Central, and then I think it closed or relocated to the peak, something like that. And for once, I would imagine it's not because the rent was cheap. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's to catch. I think it's quite awkward in Soho because mm. everything's called Higgledy Piggledy mm. and stuff. Um, Soho, not in London. That would be census. Mm. Soho, Hong Kong. There is one here. Anyone? You got any clue what the Soho means here? No, none. Not not a sausage. Wynn is nope. shaking her head to those that, uh, that you can't uh, see. Wynn shaking her head, obviously. You might be able to hear it because the breeze does change on a microphone. But I will say, uh, it looked good, actually. The prices aren't that bad. No, not They're so. quite comparable to the UK. I would say mm. it's very similar to Miller's and Carter's in price and value, which if you are in England, you'd understand what I'm saying. If you're in LA, I would say probably Jerry's Diner. Very similar pricing. About 20 bucks. For a decent something. Cheesecake Factory. Same to you. <laughs> I mean, you often say things like that. You're going to say Noodle Sanctuary in a minute. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory is a chain made famous by the Big Bang Theory. Well done. Uh, and also famous because of Cheesecake, pretty much. It does <laughs> make those, I'm pretty sure. I knew it before I watched Big Bang Theory. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, in fact, my last day in LA, I took our buddy Yusuke out there. Mm. And we... Uh, we didn't share a cheesecake. We weren't that romantic. But he did have pasta. Was it meatballs and spaghetti? No. No lady no, in the was... tramp moment, no. No, no, no. No, That's no. A shame. No, culturally unacceptable. Mm. Um plus he's out of my league, mate, to be honest. <laughs> he's uh if you're listening, Yusuke, and you're probably in Tennessee or something, doing something. But if you are listening, don't crash your car uh listening to this. You should uh drive safely. I remember our adventure at the Cheesecake Factory. It was very good for me. I enjoyed it a lot. And just about adventures, because we had one today. We all agree. We had a very big adventure today. Mm -hmm. It was a 12-hour adventure. It was indeed. Long day. And because Gordon Ramsay was selling his restaurant on a muted television screen that you couldn't hear what he was saying, probably because it was way too X-rated for the (laughs) Hong Kong audience. (laughs) Correct. And we love Gordon Ramsay. And because of that, if you're there at home, and you're having a food adventure, and you're cooking, and you're thinking, I'm tired of wearing aprons, I'm tired of wearing something that I usually wear when I'm cooking. 
you need the right chef's attire. Plus, if you're going on an adventure, you need the right adventure attire. They've got both. If you're a chef or an adventurer. If you're Indiana Jones. If you're an adventuring chef. Yes, exactly. If you're both. A wandering chef. If you are Indiana Jones of the culinary world, looking for the best dish whilst chasing boulders and things that fly at you with poison on them, whatever you are, the best attire for you. And it is great because they've sorted this out for the entire series. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Hong Kong's own Hobo Bait Teas. They are part of the Teespring community. You've heard us talking about them before. They are our sponsor for this season. They've literally given us all of our t-shirts that you've seen on the show thus far. Or will see on the show. Or will see. Or have seen. Whatever. Past tense, present tense, doesn't matter. Just go there directly now by going to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait. And it's amazing. They've got loads of stuff in, in, in guys' attire, girls' attire, anything in between, as we say. That is teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobobait. Go there now and buy like crazy because you want it. You'll be the envy of all of your friends. They are amazing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We've told you where to get your tire. We told you if you're an adventuring chef. We've actually created something. I think that's the next Netflix original. Adventuring chef. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sponsored by Hobo Bait. Exactly. Hopefully. Hopefully. Good business for them. And, you know, big high fives to them. But I'll tell you what is interesting. If you did have the Culinary Adventuring Chef series, if you did have it, would you, A, make them cook recipes from the past, or B, make them go to some weird places that the world is yet to explore, like an island in the middle of nowhere, and come up with a ready, steady cook type situation? A bag of ingredients... Probably bought from some weird pirate. Definitely B. B. So you just make them cook yeah. like various plants and sand. Yeah. You're evil. Yeah. What? You're evil. Well, I've also got to say that does exist the person with the perfect name to be the adventuring chef. Who's that then? Bear Grylls. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he has the perfect name for it. And I think he could do it because he has been known to cook up some weird and wonderful yes. things. Mm. So if you're listening, Bear Grylls. And you're sick of drinking your own urine. Yes, and you want a new series for Netflix because you've run out of ideas. Culinary Adventure Chef, starring Bear Grylls. Yep, I like the sound of it already. I do, yeah. I think you can do the voiceover adverts. I actually literally think YouTube should do a bear grilling, like a real bear grilling. Grilla bear. Yeah, no. No, the bear grilling. Bear grilling, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the John West advert? Could be. Could be for the salmon or whatever. Canned salmon. That's the one. Yeah, we've confused our producer to the point where our brain's exploded. By the looks of it. Essentially, John West advert was a man fighting with a bear over a fish. Yeah. Right, so the bear is grilling the fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's the series. You say that like it's unusual. You didn't think Bear Grylls was a person, did you? It's actually a grilling bear. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? There is a real person called Bear Grylls. Yeah, I know that. Yes. We appreciate him. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Oh, I no, think with Freud wins <laughs> You know that thing that you get for dogs that basically <laughs> stops them barking? Yeah, yeah. We've just done the mental version of that to our producer. She's definitely going to need a vacation after this podcast. I think she needs plugging in again. Well, I think maybe it's like she put the wrong battery pack in. I don't yeah. know. But uh, anyway, so moving along. So we've, we've, we've taught not only of TV pitches for other series, and you're welcome, by the way, <laughs> but we have... Uh, talked about our adventures up to the point that we're on a peak. Mm-hmm. So we went through them all, didn't we? The thing has changed, and I don't remember this. Wynn says it's always been the same, but as you get through the tram, that you come out of it uh, kind of like a tourist 
uh, shop, shop straight away, gift yeah. shop. But you know, the only other time I've ever seen that, there used to be a thing called the Passage del Terra, which came to, uh, it was a touring uh, live action ghost train that started in Argentina and it came to Spain and then it ended up at the Trocadero in London, amongst other places. There was also one in Florida on Main Street for a while, years ago. Way before you were a butterfly. And I tell you, I tell you. I you was were still, so pretty then. You were still a pupae at this yes. point. But I tell you something, right? Sorry, went a bit random there. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. The Passage del Terra. It sounds great when you say it like that. <laughs> Passage del Terra. Sounds freaky. Almost sounds like Casa de Papal. I always say it like that. Yeah, yes, yeah. No. No, it is. It's, no. it's House of uh, Electronic Payment. Yeah, of course it is. Everyone knows that. Papal. Uh, so. Papelle. Uh, Oh I'm now French. You know, I don't know. You this know is we really have bad. listeners from accents. Spain, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bonjour. Yeah, see? See how no. savvy I am? So multicultural oh I am. I am very multiculturally inept. Yeah. Yeah, dyslexic in Idiot 20 languages. That. I am. Including my own, which is... Uh, I apologize for the stupidity of this broadcast. Oh, don't. Everyone's used no to... No one's harm in the making, we <laughs> no promise. No one's ever taken us seriously. But we actually have got listeners in from Barcelona. Thank you, Lionel Messi. Appreciate it. Don't feel too bad that we beat you 4-0. It was, it was our pleasure. Uh, you did win the first leg 3-0, but we showed you how to do it properly. Well done. And we've Hopefully, just lost one of our listeners. Well, Lionel... No, he likes listening. He likes the rib. <laughs> he likes, you know, because he, he's from Argentina, he likes the rib and yeah, the yeah. steaks. So he likes a lot of meat. I love Lionel Messi. I wish we could sign him, but unfortunately... We don't have enough money. No, no one does. No, no one, one does. does. No one does, except for Barcelona. If you are in Barcelona, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry about butchering your language. It's what I do. I do it professionally, and I do it confidently, and I do it quite a lot. So moving along, what we have in that situation, right, and I've completely lost my plot and thought because Wynn corrected my language skills, which we're doing fine. We were doing fine. You're yes. on about your passage of terror. Passage del terror. Very good. Sounded like a proper Spanish DJ there. Passage del Terra. So basically, this place has, you go in it, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Scarier than going to have my hair cut the other day. Very, <laughs> very scary. Okay. You walk in and it's basically things you recognize from horror movies, but they reenact it and you walk past, say, the bed from The Exorcist and then she jumps up and tries to grab you. In a line of, say, 10 people, it's always the guy at the back. In our line, it was me, of course, every time. So things were jumping out at me, which is the only thing that freaks me You've out. You've got because, one of those faces. Well, I'll tell you what it is. When things jump out at me, and this is horror stuff in 3D or at the cinema or whatever, I don't do it because I'm trained to react to punch or something when something's in my face. So I nearly hospitalized at least several actors in that thing. And I actually, the story was, we went with a group of mates. This is when I was about 15, the youngest of which was 11. And his dad was from Middlesbrough, so they're really funny in Middlesbrough. He has massive sense of humour. If you're listening from Middlesbrough, you guys, best sense of humour ever, apart from Geordie's, who have, sorry, but I have to say that. There's a bit of a rivalry. But Geordie's have an even better sense of humour, sorry, but they do, just by a smidgen. Um, and basically, this kid was 11, and so the exorcist chick went to grab me. I literally picked an 11-year-old kid at 15. I meant to be the, the bodyguard of this kid. I threw him at her and just ran <laughs> Like a little screaming girl. So the only time I have associated instant tourist shop, like a souvenir shop, after a so-called ride is when you're in pure fear. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It's very apt 
to have walked through a souvenir shop after that tram ride. Because there's two things I'm going to say, folks. You haven't done this. But one, the craziest, most stupid place on the planet to put a tram <laughs> is up a goddamn mountain. Up oh, that mountain, yeah. I don't care who you are. All right. Up a mountain... And a shiver, usually I'd wrap around a mountain. Yeah, every, anywhere else, it'd be fairly flat, you know, a gradual incline. Yeah, exactly. This one is literally, oh, no. what is the no. quickest way up? Most direct way. Now, yeah. I'm pretty sure at one point, this tram line probably lifted cannons to the top of the military base. And I thought, as a laugh, in the 1920s, I thought, you know what? You know what? We're just going to put all the fat white people up here. <laughs> They'll think it's luxury. We'll give them caviar and stuff at the bottom. They'll think, you know, eh, it's you know, champagne and caviar, by about halfway up, we're laughing and they're freaking out or falling off. And that's the kind of thing that you get. It's basically a scary ride. Very scary ride. I've been on roller coasters with less of an impact punch to my cerebrum, if you will, than that. It was terrifying. Can I just say that I love your reaction to the girl from The Exorcist jumping out at you? Is essentially, I'll throw her a snack so it distracts her. Dude, I'm going to tell you, this is why I've never been hired. And if there's any directors, don't hire me to be in a horror film. Because <laughs> what you're going to get is not a not a film that you're typically used to, where Jason comes out, kills everyone because he's mean. You'll get the one guy that goes absolutely mental, hospitalizes the guy playing Jason, stabs the hell out of him with the fake machete that you've got, probably finds a way to kill him, and then literally run off screaming like a little girl, that will be me. There is a video on the internet of, uh, I think it's a Polish guy who does that, where the girl from the ring appears in a lift. And he just kicks the living daylights yeah, out of the whole thing. This, no, honestly, and it's good that you're it's saying hilarious. this. Because we're part of the YouTube community. Yeah. I've seen the same thing where they do a Sub-Zero for Mortal Kombat. Same guy mm -hmm. is doing it. And they just jump out of random people. And it's usually like the reaction where you get the, the, the guy on the phone and he's just there casually and that kicks off and he's like freaking out or whatever for that minute. And then they're all laughing about it. No, no, not me. What you would get is Vinnie Jones in Lockstock 2 Smoking Barrels, given full license to go full-on crazy and then run away like a little girl. That's pretty <laughs> much my, my MO. Yeah. I don't like things that jump at me, to be honest. I shall bear this in mind. You'll bear grill it in mind, I'm pretty sure. So you don't Sorry. like rabbits, then? Um, well, no, they jump anyway. That's fine. Mm. Uh, well, I wouldn't like a rabbit jumping at me in the middle of the night if I couldn't see it. They tend to jump away from you, though, rabbits. Speak for yourself. What? Maybe they don't like you. <laughs> Mrs. Wynn the Rabbit Destroyer. Well, it's like this, right? I've actually had frogs. Uh, Wynn's younger brother, Rob, many moons ago. Literally walking down Hong Kong, uh, the other side of Yinlong, in sort of the more sort of suburban areas, the villagey areas. And basically, there was a frog out of nowhere. And Rob just looked at it and said, frog. Which he was right. There was definitely a frog there. I ain't got a clue. And the thing jumped into my foot and pretty much Vinnie Jones, crazy little girl scream. Pretty much that's the standard reaction. So, um, yeah, yeah, well, pretty I, rubbish at that. I did have the mantis, as mentioned the other week. Yeah, that freaked you out yeah. a wee bit. But that was more creepy, wasn't it? You, yeah. You kind of thought you'd... That was what on earth ran my ankle in the dark. And I'll tell you something. And it's not my tag for once. If you've never seen a real life praying mantis, you've seen them all the times on Kung Fu movies, obviously. They're always in them. Uh... Mantis style and all that. Yeah, you've seen them all the time. People doing it, though. But if you actually see the real thing, just a picture. They are extremely cool. They are amazing things. And quite creepy. But in the middle of the night, 
they feel like real life origami that's actually animated, yeah. don't they? they Just crawling on your leg. They are about the size of the average person's hand as well. They are. They're not small at no. all. No, no. These are big things. And we had something, actually, we were on the roof the other day and we saw something like, like we talked about this in a cockroach with a camera attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty GoPro. sure. GoPro yeah. cockroach. I'm pretty sure that's a Beastmaster's version of a drone that we saw. You know, some, some, some dude collecting his stag beetles. I'm going to train you to hold a GoPro so I don't have to get a drone. I bet it's that. Well, you have had drones around here recently as well. We actually did. Do you we ever get the up. feeling that somebody is spying on you? I get that feeling all the time, mate. But that's Good, because only... it's me outside the window. Well, yeah. I mean... um, But I've got to say, we did actually... That's a good point. We had a drone fly up for no reason whatsoever. And I think they took one look at me and thought, I'm off, see you later. I'm going. Because I, at the time, was watching uh, The Ring. Just not the film, The Ring, just the ring on our TV that's naturally there because i got problems mentally. <laughs> and he, he was only wearing a towel yeah. on his head. Yeah, yeah. I actually constantly see a ring in television screens. I think that's actually a condition. Ring it, ring it itis or something. I don't know. Ring it itis. I don't know. Ringy something. <laughs> Did you get a phone call that went seven years? Instead of seven days, so it's just been going on for a while. Well, I, if I did, it was in Cantonese, one of the sort of word of it, mate. And I, I tend to usually just hang up on them, spam, you know. Like, that's another reason I couldn't be in a ring series. Because if you got a message like that, I would literally not understand You'd Japanese. You'd do a scary movie. No, I wouldn't understand what they're saying. It's in a different language. It only works if you're in the same language, I think. I know it's an American version, right? Mm-hmm. And that scared the bejesus out of me because I, I think we said about that in the did, Halloween yeah. thing about walking out and there was an old knackered TV outside <laughs> and it was pretty much reliving the whole thing. A horse as well started jumping randomly in a field. I don't know why. A uh, black one. Uh, and basically uh, other such joys. But yeah, the ring in the TV, I think that's the condition that only I have. Mm. Unless our TV's broken, which most likely after I threw a dart at it. But that's a whole new story. Basically, kids, what it is is we have a television that's 3D. And a World Dart series was on. I had 3D glasses. Literally thought it was a dartboard and threw a dart at it. Uh, so, yeah, that's why you don't do that. So if you've got a 3D TV and you're watching darts, you're watching darts. It's still you watching. It's not interactive. It doesn't become a real thing. So don't throw darts at it. Like, don't put a pin in your phone if you've got Google Maps up. We've already discussed that. Or do. We're not your parents. Yeah. Like, if you want to break your TV by playing darts, that's fine. Yeah. So anyway, so we moved on. We came down the peak. We went into a very famous place, Lang Kwai Fong, which here is pretty much the Broad Street if you're in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's like the Hollywood Boulevard of Hong Kong? Well, there is a Hollywood Road uh, above it. Sunset. Sunset. Yeah. Sunset, yeah. It's basically a collection of all your clubs. Clubs and bars. Bars, etc., yeah. etc. And to be fair, today is the first time where I've actually felt like a proper foreign tourist really because yeah. all the tourist spots because i mean a lot of the places we've been so far they've been local spots rather than the tourist places yeah like we we gave you the top 10 at the late day yeah yeah so you know we've been up to the peak and then yeah lang kwai farm was everybody out they stay they, they see a westerner and think yeah come in here happy hour oh yeah yeah i mean it, like the thing that's also interesting that's actually increased mm. it used to be a case where I mean, it's Basically, I think the lack of tourism now, because it was super quiet. It looked busy. It was super mm. quiet. Lang Kwai Fong, especially on a weekend, it'll still be busy because there's a lot of locals there now. But on a weekend, that whole strip, you wouldn't be able to walk. It would be like thousands of people outside, literally. We sh- uh, Check Google. If, if you guys are listening, check Google. Type in Lang Kwai Fong. We'll 
somehow, some way, telepathically spell it out to you. Uh, but say LKF, Hong Kong, and you will see it. It's basically just nuts, man. It's like a festival, basically. When there's an event, especially like Halloween or Christmas or something like that, you literally have to walk through the street shoulder to shoulder against people. Yeah, for miles. Sea of all, all over Soho and stuff like this. It's busy, busy, busy. Most weekends are like that. I think what you get, because we're beginning of the week when we went there deliberately, because we just wouldn't be able to film if it was a busy day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But basically what I haven't seen before, and it's cool, it's really cool, is that there used to be like literally no PR, maybe one or two people, but there will be uh, local. Now it's actually a bunch of Nigerians and stuff like this and Indians and all of this. We saw Indian Alvis, didn't we? Yes. Indian Alvis actually told us how to get to where we needed to yeah. go to, which was nice of him. So shout out to Indian Alvis. Uh, but it was cool to see that because honestly, it was super rare that you have things like uh, that kind of exposure here. Mm. You know, it's what you expect in Greece, Spain, exactly in your major that. resorts. Exactly that. But even like ethnically not Nigerian, like doing mm. that job. And that to me is kind of awesome about here because before it was really rare. There's, there's a lot of um, stigma actually. And now it seems like they've blended, which mm. I think is an amazing thing. Yeah. I really do. It's very progressive. But basically, like, yeah, it didn't, they weren't hassling you though. That's the thing. Because the one guy was shouting at us, we were filming at the time, and the guy was shouting at us to go into his yeah. place. <laughs> And I said film, and then he looked massively apologetic. His eyes went wide, and I just said, you know, just everyone in the planet is listening to you right now, buddy, so say what you want. But he was a cool guy. He was a cool dude. And there's no hassle. That's the thing that I like. No yobs, no nothing. Just chilled out. People are just there for a good time, you know. Of course, weekend there, and the rugby's on. Probably a different story. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> who knows? But we went back up then. So we went up to Soho, which none of us know what that means here. And then hit the mid-levels, which is the link of escalators, biggest in the world. One of the strangest places I've ever been. <laughs> Very strange. It's amazingly cool. But yeah, when you say linked by escalators, that doesn't quite give you the scale. Oh, yeah. Of just it. Because it's all up the hill, essentially. Yeah. Oh, it's basically what you do on a tram. Yeah. But in a different part of yeah. the mountain. That's why the escalators are there. Because yeah. if you were walking from the bottom to the top, you'd be dead. Or you'd be immensely fit. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're not. I think that's where Bear Girls did his SAS training. When yeah, up there. I wouldn't be surprised. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Especially in for humidity <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. But, but yeah, it's no, essentially it's... a raised walkway above yeah. the area well, with it's escalators also, going all the way but up. But it's also like in, in some parts, if you are walking, because we had to come down the walking bit because mm. they didn't come down at the time we were there. But basically, some of it's a ramp and some of it's uh, stairs. Mm. So you never know what you're going to get in territory either. Well, it's officially the world's longest outdoor covered escalator system. So it goes, um, I think, about 800 metres. Which is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that's over half a mile. And it's also an Olympic event. Yeah, Yeah. 100 metres, you know. 800 metres escalator sprint. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. It's very, very popular in uh, no Olympic games whatsoever. It should be. It should be. It's a new sport. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It should be. And always in Hong Kong, because mm-hmm. it's obviously only here. But the thing that was interesting about that is when you go up now, it, it's like every time it rotates. So every time you come back, if there's a gap of time, all of the, the, the food places change, everything like this. And one thing I noticed a lot more of, more than ever, is there's a rise in Indian restaurants going up there and also um, African, actually, and Turkish 
So it's literally like a night in Birmingham, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, pretty much. I, pretty much. I am very much missing a kebab at the moment. You are? I think that's about the only food I'm missing. Well, you know where to get it. Mm-hmm. Just have to go a long way. That's, yeah. <laughs> a long, long way. we are quite away from the well, island. Where the closest one is Ebenezer's. Well, again, if this is tourist information, if you're like Pete, you've been here for a while and you're starting to get kebab sick, I think you would say. Mm-hmm. Like, not sick of kebabs, more the opposite. Like homesickness. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing my kebabs. I'm getting to the point where I'm holding my pillow at night, spraying mint sauce and chilli, that special chilli sauce that they have on Wolverhampton kebabs, which are the best, I think, in Nambreds that I've had. I haven't been to Turkey like you. You're a world scholar. But in Wolverhampton, which is <laughs> shaking his I'm head shaking now. my head like, <laughs> Come on. I've never been to Turkey. Come on, guys. You, you're on audio. Come on. You, no one can see you. Um, but basically... Very good in Wolverhampton. If you're ever in Wolverhampton, best kebabs I've ever had in the UK. Wrap them in a naan bread, which is amazing, mm-hmm. rather than a pizza, because you get more Oh, it's got to be naan. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, here, to get that experience, you go to Ebenezer. And there's one, actually, I think there's one in TST. There's definitely one in mid-levels, because we went past it. And there's also one at Gold Coast. Mm. So there you go. There we go. So if you wake up in the night, like Pete does often, yeah, Making mate. your pillow basically a donut kebab with the right sauces, mm-hmm. and you realise that you're eating feathers. Bad idea. You just get on that train or get a taxi and run off to Gold Coast, TST, or the island for your Ebenezer's. And they do them. There's actually a lot of places we went past. We went past someone like Shababs. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it's funny because there is one of those in Birmingham somewhere. There is. Mm-hmm. This is intriguing. Maybe yeah. they're following us everywhere. Who knows? Maybe mm. we start a thing. But we Maybe also... it was them with the drones. Could have been. Mm-hmm. Well, I, was there a kebab on top of it? No, 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 um, it, no. Good, because you, you better not be withholding kebabs well, from me now. Well, the thing about the drone is, I'm wondering if it's like uh, a local guy that's trying to take photographs of you. You know how they do the aerial photographs in England of yeah. random houses? It used to do. This is way before Google Earth. Now it's a satellite. Come on, let's get with the program. But before then, you had a plane drive by. And every so often, maybe on a 15 year old Drive by. Drive by. Just down the road. Yeah, just down yeah, the road. Yeah. It, wasn't, it didn't wasn't even, flying. No, it wasn't flying. No, no. It was just driving by a plane. You know, with no wings, obviously. That would be dangerous. But basically, just a plane with no wings. It was actually a woodwork plane. It was. This is a long time ago, everyone. Mm-hmm. This is before planes had wings. But basically, you'd have an aerial shot. Don't know how they did that. They were really tall, I guess. Massive cameras. Massive, massive tall cameras. That, massive selfie sticks. That worked like Periscope, <laughs> yeah. basically. But basically, <laughs> this is way before Google Earth. Um, before satellites were invented, you used to have aerial shots done by uh, Lightcraft. And they usually send it by post and say, this is your house. We took a picture uh, we saw where you buried a body. Uh, at least that's what they did for me. I was only four at the time, and I was very disappointed that they found me out that day. Oh, sorry, I'm getting confused. Yeah, I was dug deep enough. That was a horror film that in I jumped and ran off like a little girl on. Yes, I hadn't dug it in the sandpit. That's right. Moving on. So I think the drone that came here was basically doing an interior shot. It's a new artistic thing where they send the drones out, do a clip of your uh, interior lounge or whatever, and then send your little uh, photo by mail and say, we got this. Well, maybe it's an interior design company that sends you a little clip saying, this is what you've got. Yeah. This is what it could be. Or maybe it's very high-tech cat burglars, in which case we're going to have to get a better security system than a Rottweiler who's rabid that we've got right now. Terry, his name is. I thought you were talking about Wynn then. 
No, no, no. No, she's only that on a certain night when it's full moon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a weird thing, Ledro. Don't mm. really fully understand that. Maybe it was like uh, the guy in the first floor probably got a toy. It might well be. I'm really glad, though, I wasn't doing anything embarrassing <laughs> at the time. Because that could have been amazing. Singing Mariah Carey at the top well, of your voice. It doesn't matter if you're singing. It's just what you're wearing yeah. <laughs> at the time that, that matters. And I usually sit. I'm sure they've got audio now as well. Well, I'm pretty much sure I usually sit playing uh, PlayStation 4 in a full scuba attire because uh, that's how I do it. I like to dive into my games. Mm-hmm. Get it? So, yeah. Um, so we did that. We saw a bunch of restaurants. Mid-levels was interesting because the top, right at the top, is residential. And we nearly went up there, but we decided not to because that would be a bit creepy, I think, if we started <laughs> filming. We're not drones and we don't stare into your living room. So we did a very cool thing in this sort of last but one stop, mm-hmm. which was fun. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. Lots of bakeries and Italian oh, delis. Yeah. The Italian delis blew my mind a bit. Mm. And they all look very upmarket as well. Very. Mm. I mean, it's high. This is prestigious. What was the lowest cost of a house you saw? Because you oh. checked out the real estate. I actually think I spotted one that was about 7.3 million. Right. Which is 730,000. Yeah. Yeah. For like, which I expect must be tiny. For a box. But the, the actual standard ones were about 13 to 50 mil. Yeah. Yeah. It's so pretty, 1.3 it's, to 5 mil. It's pretty thousand wild. Pounds. It's wild. Million wild pounds. Stuff. Million thousand? Million, million. million thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's the official number. <laughs> Five million pounds for a flat. Exactly. It was a loss. Which um, is not going to be very big. No. 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 It's not your luxury flat that you're thinking. You think it's exciting and then it says something like two cubic feet (laughs) and you're basically like, great. You'd have a great view though. Yeah. So, well, until I build the next skyscraper and then not so much. Yeah. (laughs) But basically, so we did all of that in one day and then we came down the mountain. We abseiled. Mm -hmm. We uh, decided to do action style bear grills. Doing that on roller skates would be amazing. Just putting it out there. What, on the escalators? No, just down the way that we walked. On the steps? No, the, the bit with the, the ramp. just a slope. Just the yeah. ramp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or a toboggan. Yeah. That'd be even better. Not so good here because you don't get much ice, but you know what I mean. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cool running's managed it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Put wheels on it. Not much ice in Jamaica either, nope. folks. <laughs> but basically, like... So we get down and we entered, uh, we, we made me proud and only one in Liverpool proud because we walked through the standard chartered building to get the train back. I was very happy that we did that. It's very good. Very proud. For our non-football fans, <laughs> you want to explain that? So standard chartered standard are Liverpool's chartered. sponsors. They are. <laughs> um, they have been for a number of years, but it's also one of the biggest banks out here after HSBC. It's kind of a joint Hong Kong Anglo Enterprise, I believe. I think the British and Hong Kong run it equally, but it's based here. Same as HSBC. So otherwise, some people might be wondering, why are you talking about a bank? <laughs> or a standard chartered whatever. Yeah. yeah. We standardly right. chartered... <laughs> standard chartered flights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Standard chartered ships, standard mm-hmm. chartered guinea pigs, standard chartered giraffe or an owl. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Whatever you can charter. It was the standard version of it. No, it's a big bank. Really cool building. Uh, they had a meter room which is interesting. Never seen that. They actually had several meter rooms. I think that's basically how they uh, know how much electricity you're using on the ATM so they can charge you more. I think that's what they do. Run the meter, yeah. That's right. But then we we got the Star Ferry back. Took a nice train all the way back from TST, all the way back here. 
where we then had our dinner, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. And that's pretty much been our day. So obviously you can tell our uh, producer is pretty much dead. So <laughs> she's been extremely entertaining today, saying nothing. Four hours. Well done. And uh, anything you want to touch up on? I just want to just want to add the point about the ferry, um, which is a really cool way if you're in Hong Kong and you've got the time um, to get from the mainland out to the island for the extortionate cost of 23 pence. Yeah. Which just blows my mind. Yeah. It's only about a 10 minute journey or so, but it's it's so much better than getting well, the train. Well, actually, like, just to set it up, we did do a real time scene mm-hmm. on it. We've actually used the ferry ride for two things. One of them is a short film that's yet to be finished. We're going to finish that sometime towards the end of the year. That's fiction. It's not this. It's a whole different thing. But the thing that we did today, which is all fact, mm-hmm. very factual. Oh, yeah. Um, very Reality factual. TV. It's <laughs> factual, almost like Donald Trump's factual. Yeah. It's a, along those same lines as factual. And he considers himself reality apprentice. He's not really there yet because he doesn't really understand reality. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely an apprentice yeah. of reality. Well, we're pretty much the same boat. And good segue, because we were on a boat. I wanted to do something different. We did a real-time trip. Not only did we do it on the ferry, we did it on the tram. Mm-hmm. So you can see how terrifying the tram is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the other thing I want to say that I'd forgotten about until you said the ferry, you kind of triggered something, was the uh, Rugby World Cup setup they had at the... Um, oh, the fan Central. zone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the IFC uh, building. Mm-hmm. As you're walking down to the ferry port, there was the fan zone there for the Rugby World Cup. And I noticed something rather peculiar. The whole thing looked normal and fine. It's all tents, <laughs> canvas, bars, and stuff like this until we saw the carousel. Yeah. And I was thinking, rugby's either changed <laughs> since I last saw people that watched rugby. And I don't know that they enjoy carousels. Or this is a new Royal Rumble match that I am unaware of. That you go, you drink all day, you watch your team, and then you dismantle your opponent on a carousel. That would be fantastic that to watch. That would be yeah. actually what it's used for, but not the intended use, I'm pretty sure. Rugby fans are generally the, the, the nice ones, believe it or not. Oh, they're nicer. It's the, it's the football fans you've got to worry about. Oh, I know that. But the thing is here, because we have the sevens here, quite a lot. Big thing. I'll tell you something, sevens. mate. Like... And you don't notice yet, but if you were to hear when that happens, Wan Chai becomes a bloodbath with all of the uh, 50-year-old plus smashing each other in the face with stores. It's basically England. It's uh, fantastic. And a lot of people who haven't been to England yet, we're not selling it quite right. (laughs) We're not here to sell England. (laughs) If you're in England ever, especially when there's uh, any sport, Mm -hmm. any sport, avoid it, any TV. And you go past the pub and you want that quaint, you know, Hugh Grant moment. You you want that Notting Hill. You've got that dream that we're all kind of very proper and speak <laughs> very well and very charming and apologetic. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes in a pub will change your decision about England forever. Yeah, I'd be surprised if you were conscious after 12 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much uh, UFC yeah. uh, in a pub when there's a sporting event. And especially when it's national. And so the Rugby World Cup, it's going to be interesting because we're actually going to be on the tail end of that in Japan we are, when, yeah. we, when we arrive. But here it was actually calm, peaceful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a lot of people there. It didn't seem to be. The carousel was the most popular thing. Well, I don't, I don't think there were any major games going on today. Yeah, it might not have been. Yeah. Well, I, I want to point this out now. I hope Japan does as well as they did in the last Football World Cup mm-hmm. because they blew my mind in that. 
Well, I think Japan are aiming to make the quarterfinals for the first time. Oh, we'd like them to go all the way, mm. let's be honest. It'd be an interesting one. Uh, New Zealand are the favourites and have started strongly. Well, of course. But yeah, no, it's it's been a fascinating day. And you saw the Hong Kong eye, yep. so to speak, which is now a permanent fixture. I believe it was meant to be temporary, but it's never really left. Must be said, rather small. Very small. Mm-hmm. But people are a lot smaller here. Yeah. So, you know, it balances out. Mm. They do panic when we walk on. I'd say that much. They basically look at it and go, I'm not sure if it can handle you. To be fair, we managed the one in Stratford. We did. For more details, see season one. Yeah, see season one. We filmed real time. We put ourselves in so much risk filming these things. Yeah, see if you can see me gripping onto the central pillar for the entirety of that ride. Yeah. That's the thing about Pete. He's got he's got vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing like sending him up a tramp, up, uh, yeah. tramp, 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 sending him up a tramp on a mountain. Where am to I be, from Yorkshire? To be fair, so far you've you've put me on the carousel in Stratford. Correct. You sent me to the top of a climbing wall in season one. Correct. You've now took me on a near vertical tram. Correct. And you've took me to one of the highest points in Hong Kong. Correct. So, are you still yeah. afraid of heights? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> then facing your fears doesn't mean jack squat, no. buddies. So if you're out there and your therapist says face your fear, he's lying big time because we've just made Pete do it several times. We'll point out that vertigo is not the fear of heights. Acrophobia is. Is it? Vertigo is that actual dizzy feeling you get. It's a physical sensation. Oh right. Mm. That's it. Oh yeah. No, you're mm. right. You're right. You're right. Acrophobia you're right. is the actual fear named yeah. after the Acropolis. Yeah, because you can also get the condition vertigo, mm-hmm. and that that's almost a concussion thing. Because Adam Copeland, aka Edge, the wrestler, had that, suffered yep. that, and he was telling everyone about that. Listen to his podcast; is very good. Ours is very good too. Tell your friends about it. Write to us at least. Comment mm-hmm. sometime, please, because we need all your questions for future episodes and stuff like this. We will be back at the same time next week, more rested but with more adventures. <laughs> and we're going to film uh, another. It's we're doing bumper sessions right now. Yeah, kind of get ready for the Japanese leg of our journey. So we'll probably be as crazy as this next time round. Probably dribbling. Probably a useless mess on the floor. Who knows? Winifred will be her. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Winifred will be a silent but deadly producer kind of uh, self. Mm-hmm. And we will be back. We're going to rest tomorrow, probably get our batteries recharged. Winds is down to her last spare. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll be back sooner. We will. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Same time, same place. Next week. We'll see you to, then. Over to Win for the Rapid. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.